On this episode of Ruin My Life, it's Christmas! And Hanukkah. Yeah, okay. You want to be like that? Yeah. It's got to be like that? It's going to be like that. Happy holidays! Happy holidays! Happy holidays! Let's not sing anymore because we'll have to pay for things. Happy holidays to you, Kelsey. Happy holidays to you, Jason. And a happy holidays to you, the listener. Are they over there? Yeah, they're over there. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's the holiday season, as I helpfully said a few moments ago. Mm-hmm. And this episode is sort of just a celebration of uh, Christmas and Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. And New Year's, I guess, a little bit, but not really. My, the thing I brought to the table is yes. something that Steph and I do in New Year's Eve. Yes, so. we'll, get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. This year, this this episode is a little bit different. Yeah. Again, I said that last time too, but it's, <laughs> it's you know it's it's early goings. We're still sort of settling into the format. Yeah. And it's a, it's the holiday special. So yeah, it's the holiday it's special. To be different. So we're we're just we, we we both brought things to the table this time. Uh, we both brought two of our own holiday traditions. But before we get to that, I thought we could just talk about, in general, holiday traditions and what we love about the holiday season, which it is now. Besides eggnog? Besides eggnog. Well, that's a big one. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. I loved eggnog ever since I was a young boy. But uh, once you, you get old enough to really like add some liquor in there, oh, yeah. it really takes things up. Oh, yeah. I think I wasn't really a fan of eggnog until like college, but... Were you, were you putting liquor in it in college? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of the few times of year you can really feel okay about mixing liquor and heavy, heavy cream. Yeah. And even then, it's not It's not always great. It's not good in high, in high volume. Take it from <laughs> someone who's been drinking eggnog for about a week straight. It wears down in your system. That's the other thing. I couldn't remember how many I had on, set on Friday. Was it Friday? When we had our holiday get-together? Yeah. Yes. I couldn't remember how many I had, but I remember that I did not feel good. <laughs> I, I can remember how many you had. Oh, do you want to know how many you had? Was it like four? It was about four. Okay. <laughs> Let's say it was four. Was it more than four? <laughs> Let's say it was four. Okay. And it it's not just that... Look, when I drink eggnog, I want it to be like heavy duty stuff. Because mm-hmm. when you have eggnog, you can't have that many unless you're Kelsey. <laughs> uh, you can only have a couple. So you really got to make them count in terms of drunkenness. I I went all the way with with the the alcohol and the uh, yes, nog. Yes. You fun were... fun fact: I am lactose intolerant. Really? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. You sure drink a lot of eggnog for someone who so cannot drink milk. So good. You also eat a lot of cheese. I love cheese. And honestly, drink a lot of milk for someone who can't drink milk. I don't drink any milk. I don't drink milk. I think you drink more than some. You should probably. I don't drink milk at all. You never have any sort of milk milk beverage? Well, like soy milk, milk or... Uh, cafe lattes? With soy milk. Oh, damn. <laughs> wow. I mean, I've had a milkshake in the past year, but... Well, don't don't turn this around on me. Mm-hmm. You've, you've kept the secret for, for low these many years. Like, I lactose intolerant. I'm not like, I can't, like... It's not like I can't do it. It just... You just choose not to. I just choose not because to. Because you're intolerant. Of... 
for the sake of my gastrointestinal system. And well. then I choose to in certain things, and I regret it later. <laughs> like right now. <laughs> Cheers. So there's eggnog, obviously. Eggnog. What what foods are like holiday foods for you? Holiday foods are the big one is you had this. You've had this. I've shared this with you in a very real way. Chex mix. Yes. Not, so good. Not, not from a bag. Not from a bag. Like he made it. You can have that anytime. It was really good. Chex mix from a bag is the best snack alternative to potato chips any time of year. But homemade Chex mix was a very big thing in my family growing up. So buttery. Still to this day, actually. My dad. My dad is a very strict, like puritanical person when it comes to Chex Mix like he has one recipe that he follows and he's very serious about those ingredients is it just Chex cereal and nuts it's Chex cereal nuts and pretzels okay nothing else no candies not even any bagel chips my dad is like strongly anti-bagel chip and I have a and the, and from the father to the son it has been passed <laughs> I don't care for, for Chex Mix to have anything but nuts three kinds of Chex and pretzels the only time of year anyone actually buys Chex yeah. Have you ever had a bowl of Chex? Yeah. Like that wasn't related to having bought some to make Chex mix? Well, I just bought a box of Chex yesterday. Yeah, but why was that? I it was a weird day. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday? I was trying to kill time. By buying a box of Chex? No, I think I bought it to make um puppy chow. Ooh. And I couldn't find the rest of the ingredients. Wait, what is puppy chow to you? Is that Muddy Buddies? Are, yeah. Are they the same thing? Yeah. So Chex, peanut butter, chocolate, uh, powdered sugar. A great way to use Chex. I'm just saying. You Chex did, are a base. You did, yeah, they're not a cereal. <laughs> the Lord, they are not a cereal. Yeah. Nothing is more bland than, than just regular old Chex. So is that something your dad made every year? Yeah, and makes to this to this day. Well, it is. Nice. When I first moved up to New York and my first Christmas um, going back to visit... My parents in North Carolina, uh, I got sent up the entire, like, the second batch of Chex Mix. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and that was because I was um, yeah, even poorer than I am now, living in New York at that time. Just pretty poor. <laughs> that, that was my food. Oh. Like, it was my only food, but it was meals several times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's a good meal because it's very filling. It's full of butter. Right. Butter is a major ingredient in Chex Mix. It's really tasty. Yeah, it's good stuff. The kind I make made it was not quite right, but I'm still getting there, you know. Gotta, I'm young. I'm young. It. You have time. I'm young. What 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 foods are holiday foods to you? Now we should we should preface this by mm-hmm. you are you're Jewish. I am. I am Jewish. I am uh, Jewish, and I would say that my mom, who I grew up with, is like we celebrate secular Christmas. <laughs> so like I have more traditions around Christmas than I do around Hanukkah just because like Hanukkah for me was always very much a like a holiday I do whatever I'm doing like you do the you light the candles and you say the prayers and you hopefully eat latkes at some point um but it wasn't my family usually did our gatherings on Thanksgiving so we didn't have a very like specific Hanukkah tradition um but my mom and uh, we have like things we've done every year since I was little. Um, so food. Um, on Christmas Eve, my mom's best friends uh, throw a party. My mom's, my mom's Sarah and Jason, as it were, um, throw a party. And they always have um, pigs in a blanket. So pigs in a blanket are like Christmas Eve food for me. That's like what I associate with 
with uh, Christmas. And then every morning, Christmas morning, my mom always makes waffles. Now, now secular Christmas, yeah. uh, I believe, celebrates the, the birth of Santa Claus. I guess. And Hanukkah celebrates the, um, the candles, right? Hanukkah celebrates the miracle of the oil that was only supposed to burn for one day, but burned for eight. Why was this oil so important? Oh, so the Maccabees haven't told the story in a really long time. Oh, I'm gonna embarrass myself. <laughs> um, and and be and tread carefully because this is, as I'm am told, the greatest story ever told. Who told you that? Charlton Heston. <laughs> um, basically, the Jews in in Israel were not allowed to worship freely. Okay, yeah, I, I had it right. I just wanted to make sure I had it right. Um, and the Maccabees were a set of Jewish soldiers who rebelled successfully. And um, in nice. the destruction after the war, um, there was um, only enough uh, oil to keep the uh, flame, the eternal flame lit for one day. And the oil burned for eight days. And that's how we celebrate. Wait, this flame was important because it was eternal? Yeah, and we're going to get into like some like Jewish shit here. <laughs> um, Listen, that's what the people have been asking for. That's that's what our listener feedback has been. Right? They get they more, want that Jewish get shit. Get more Jewish with it. They want that Jewish shit. I mean, I have a pretty clear picture of what okay. Hanukkah is, but that yeah. picture is from the Rugrats Hanukkah special. Pretty accurate. So is that accurate? Like, is that a pretty good image of what it was? Um, yeah, because like all 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 um, synagogues have like menorah or a flame, um, and. The whole miracle is that there was only enough oil for it to burn for one day, and it burned for eight, and it was very exciting. And, you know, also, we successfully rebelled against our oppressors. It's funny that the the candle is the part that seems to be what, what is being commemorated, because mm-hmm. it seems like the successful rebellion. I mean, it's like, it's like the, um, that's the symbol of the... Yeah, yeah. It's, you know... It's, like, it's a pretty good symbol. Yeah, so Hanukkah, oil burned for eight days, is great. Um, we celebrate it. It's not actually... <laughs> it makes it very casual. Well, the thing is, Hanukkah, in, as far as, like, Jewish tradition goes, is not a, an it's important not holiday. It's not big of a thing, right? It's not an important holiday. It's become an important holiday because Christmas, it's around the same time as Christmas. Christmas is such a big the... deal to people that even other holidays that are around it get sucked up in the whole hype machine. Because yeah. the 25th built up of Kislev in this giant is monolith of holidays. Usually falls around December, end of December. So, yeah. yeah. So, like, it's not actually a super important holiday as far as, like, Jewish tradition goes. So, I don't actually know the story that well. <laughs> but... It's um, no Yom Kippur. It's not. It's no Purim, even, really. Yom Kippur is a very good holiday. Very important holiday. The most important holiday, some would say. Purim's pretty good, too. Purim's fun, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's got to be more fun than Hanukkah. In my book, it goes um, probably more Top fun. five Jewish holidays with <laughs> Kelsey three. Goldman. Let's Top hear three. it. Well, two most you important. You can't name five? I could name five. Yeah, let's get five. Let's get five. The most important two are the um, high holidays, which are Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah. As we all know. And then Passover. As, as I surely knew. Passover, which is my favorite holiday. Is that number three? That's number three. Um, and then I would say probably like number four. Sukkot. Sukkot's pretty important. Sukkot? Mm-hmm. Is that... The harvest holiday. Is that any way related to sukkah? Yeah. Sukkah? The, the sukkah... Sukkah? Is the thing we put up on Sukkot. What's the thing you you make the big the little shacks? That's the sukkah. That's sukkot? Yeah, sukkot. Okay. 
Um, I don't know. After that, probably maybe Hanukkah, maybe Purim, one of those. Okay. Good list. Okay, so <laughs> obviously we are, you might say, enthusiastic consumers of pop culture. That's true. Uh, are there any things you need you need to watch or listen to or whatever mm-hmm. every year mm-hmm. in order for it to be Christmas? Like things that you like. Mm-hmm. It's not Christmas until I've done this thing. Every year. Tell them. White Christmas. Get into it. Let's do it. Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh yeah. The best version of a Christmas Carol. Yes. I would even argue the best Christmas movie. There's an argument to be made. Um, it's, a, it's a strong contender. And a Crazy Nights because I gotta have. You were going, you were doing really well there for, for I know, two. those are two really good movies and one okay movie. But I, it's, I definitely, it's like a guilty pleasure is movie it, for me. Is it even okay? Pretty okay. I'm not sure it's even okay. Yeah. I've seen it, I've seen it multiple times, by the way. I'm speaking from experience. I watch it every year, so. Have you watched it this year? Not yet. Well, I guess I know what we're doing <laughs> a little later. Um, yeah, like it's, it's not a good movie, but I enjoy, because I am someone who grew up with both cultures, and I enjoy that it, like, I feel like the depiction of both Christmas and Hanukkah in it is is fairly accurate. Right. I keep, <laughs> as I keep, far as, like, culture, culturally and not religiously. Yeah, I, I keep saying Christmas, but I mean the holidays, because mm-hmm. obviously for you this time of year is not just Christmas. Yeah. Though Christmas, I would, is, is part of your traditions. Yeah. Obviously. It is, yeah. Uh, you can't really be in America and not get that to some degree. So you just sort of, you guys sort of embrace it, I feel I like. I just sort of consider Christmas like a secular holiday. Yeah, that's fine. I yeah. mean, like, most aspects of Christmas are totally secular, yeah. uh, despite what Kirk Cameron may want you to think. <laughs> they have no relation to the actual religious aspects of it. What about you? Um, for me, it's mostly TV shows. It's mm-hmm. not so much movies, mm-hmm. but there's a whole list of television holiday specials. And I mean, like, Christmas episodes of sitcoms, mm-hmm. mostly. Yeah. Um, Community is a big one. Yeah. Ameri- it's December 10th. It's December 10th. <laughs> uh, all three of those classics, and then yeah. one not very good one that I don't watch. Uh, the American Dad Christmas episodes are actually a pretty big deal for me. American Dad is, I think, kind of an underrated show, yeah. which feels like a very frat guy thing to say, yeah. but it's true. It's a good show. Well, and then, like, those are things I, I like, take upon myself to watch, and then every year on Christmas Eve... ABC Family. Which is now Freeform. <laughs> which was Fox Family when I was growing up. And it was just fan- the Family Channel for a while. Yeah. Um, plays on Christmas Eve. They do um, the marathon of all the Rankin-Bass classic yes. claymation and animation. And I always watch that. And I, I, always, I also always watch more than once A Year, a year Without a Santa Claus because that's my favorite of those. Um, Which one has the heat meister? That one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so that it's my favorite of those. So I watch that every year too. And then. Which one has the uh, misfit toys? That's Rudolph. Oh. Yeah. So they, I watch, so they sort of blend together yeah. a little bit. Well, you usually watch them all like in a row. Yeah. So I watch those every Christmas Eve, and then I watch um, the Doctor Who Christmas special on Christmas Day. Well, you know, um, I have another thing. That I have to watch every year mm-hmm. for it to be Christmas. Did we just watch it? I think we just watched it, yeah. We're actually it, getting into our actual topic right now? Oh, we're getting into it. Sounds good. Kelsey, let's do it. Let's dig into the real, oh, the gristle of the episode. Yeah. That's sort, of, that's, sort of, that's sort of like an Alex Jones voice, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I'm a human. I'm alive. <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> I'm coming for you. What, it's um... snowing outside. Trees. Lights. Ah, <laughs> eggnog. <laughs> 
What um what is it that you have to watch every year? It is a Colbert Christmas, the greatest gift of all. Greatest gift of all. An, an hour-long Christmas special hosted by Stephen Colbert as Stephen Colbert, the character from his TV, his long-running TV show. It That's is the Colbert Report. The Colbert Report, yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, rest in power. It's like a parody slash recreation of those old-timey star-studded Christmas specials like John Denver's Christmas. <laughs> When like someone would just hang out in a cabin set, a cheap set for about an hour, and have famous friends come by and sing songs. Hey. Yeah, the Bing Crosby, uh, David Bowie. What are you doing here at my house, David Bowie? (laughs) Maybe we should sing a song about Christmas. It is that only instead of um, (laughs) it's it's Steve Colbert and all the stars of 2008 aligned for one night. There's John Legend, Toby Keith, Willie Nelson, Feist, Elvis Costello, and John Stewart. Yeah. It is very cheaply produced. The existence of it is sort of a mystery to me in hindsight. Was it on actual television? It it aired, to my knowledge, uh, maybe twice during the Christmas season of 2008. That was the writer's strike season, right? Okay, then it was right after that. Yeah, Yeah, like I said, it's not really on TV ever anymore again after that. But I bought the DVD and I watched it every year. It's clearly made on the same budget that they had for a single episode of The Colbert Report. It's very cheap. Yeah. There's a lot of green screen. It was fun. Uh, it's, it's, it's very charming. The songs are fun. The songs are what I really enjoy about it. They have, you know, novelty Christmas-themed songs, and some of them are... They range from just goofy and stupid to, like, really committedly goofy and stupid and funny to actually kind of biting and satirical to actually kind of touching. It's a... For, for like, a few, like, pretty disposable novelty, novelty songs, it's actually, it actually holds up pretty well. And uh, it's a lot of dumb jokes. It, it harkens back to a simpler time in America when John Stewart and Stephen Colbert were both on TV and were both on good shows. Boom, roasted. <laughs> and those, yeah, those songs have endured for me for quite a bit. Uh, several of them are on my infamous Christmas mixes. I'm gonna tweet that your Christmas mix. I might tweet it as, as the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I should. I will. Or retweet it. I will. Um, and Kelsey, you have just watched it just now. I've just for watched the first it time. Now. You have been brought into my tradition. Yeah, I, I'd heard um, the opening number. Yes, because um, it was on my Christmas playlist a couple years ago. Oh, oh, oh. Um, or mine and Jen's, and I Jen, Jennifer Harlan, Jennifer Harlan, friend, friend of, of the, the podcast. podcast. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, I like Stephen Colbert. Like, I'm, I, I think I, it was. I knew what I was getting into. You know, yeah. I wasn't. It wasn't too much of a surprise, so that was nice. Um, it's very low stakes. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't sound <laughs> to do all that much. Yeah, I enjoyed the the John Stewart Hanukkah moment. That was great. Right. Um, it's always fun was... to hear John Stewart uh, have to sing. Yeah, because he hates he hates singing. <laughs> Unlike Colbert, he hates it and does not like yeah. his own voice. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I, like it's it's weird how timeless and dated it is at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because you got like Feist, like. Yeah, what happened to Feist? What happened to Feist? Feist, where are you? Are you okay? Hey, come on, come on the show, Feist. Come we'll, on, we'll have you. We're cool. Um, we'll be fair. But then also like Willie Nelson and Elvis Costello and John Legend, who maybe was just coming up in two thousand and eight. Uh, really, I think he'd already been around for like really? three or four years at that point. He's he's done well. Yes, and he's aged very well. Very well. 
He's a good-looking his, guy. His, his, his commitment to his performance was, uh, I think, yes. the best. He sings a very sexy song about Nutmeg. It's great. And it is, he sells it 100%. 100%. I loved it. <laughs> I love John Legend, though. So Who doesn't? Right? I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I And the songs were great. I was worried you might not enjoy it, but also, like I said, it's it's not, like, if you, if you hadn't liked it, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's 42 minutes of, of goofy nonsense. <laughs> yeah. And it's done, for, it's done forever. It was goofy, and it was fun, and... Like, parts of it were slightly uncomfortable, but... Um, <laughs> what parts? The Toby Keith parts. Yes, Toby Keith is in it. <laughs> he sings a song about the war on Christmas, and it's and you kind of, unclear you know, how in on the joke he is, really. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say Toby Keith is uh, does not understand satire, but when Colbert was airing, there was sort of a feeling amongst a lot of conservatives that maybe he wasn't joking all that much. Mm. It's where they, they kind of, like, got something out of it that wasn't maybe what was intended. Yeah. So I wonder if maybe Toby Keith did not get to quite what degree this was a joke. But at the same time, it's hard to think that he... Because he's a grown man who yeah. like lives in the world and understands concepts. Yeah. So he's... I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. It's, it's very... It's always been off-putting to me. The whole, the, whole, the whole thing is kind of uncomfortable because of the low budget and how it's yes. shot and everything. But like in a good way. Yeah. In a way that you feel like you're in some stranger's home and it's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, I felt kind of like I knew what I was getting into. Like, I had some preconceived notions, and it was slightly more ridiculous than my preconceived <laughs> notions. But highly enjoyable. Yeah. The songs are so good that you almost so don't good. expect how cheap it's going to look. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very, yeah. Uh, trivia, though, the uh, one of the songwriters, the guy who did all the music for this special and all the songs, is Adam Scheschlinger. Am I saying that right? I don't know. You don't know. I don't know either. Neither of us know. But it's the guy who works with Rachel Bloom on all of these songs for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Which is a great show. Great show. Catch it while you can. No. Look, the ratings aren't great. No. I, I know. I know. It's a critical darling. It is. But I'm, <laughs> I'm you know, it's yeah. on Friday nights at like 10 p.m. And now they don't have Santino. We love you, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. We really do. And we'll miss you. And if it does get canceled, Rachel, you're totally cool. Come hang with us yeah, in the US. Come on the show. Come on the come show. Come on the show, Rachel. Come on. But you enjoyed it. I did. Okay. It was good. And I'll watch it with you next year. Oh, really? I think the songs are the songs are just really good. The yeah. last song was really like weirdly heartfelt. <laughs> yeah, the last song is weirdly serious. <laughs> yeah. Catches you off guard. Mm-hmm. And then the Willie Nelson one, like, I didn't realize until like halfway through that he was talking about weed. <laughs> yeah. Just funny because it's, so it, it, it's not that subtle. No. <laughs> And uh, also today, you share with me a less obvious piece of holiday of, tradition. Yeah. Do you want to explain what it was? So, um, every year, Stephanie and I, Stephanie Walker. I'm sorry, who? Stephanie Walker. Is that is that a friend of the podcast? <laughs> um, and I watch um, Channel Four British British Channel Fours. Big fat quiz of the year. I can't believe Britain only has four channels. I don't know that it has much more than four channels, but it definitely does. Um, it's just sad. I can name like three. <laughs> well, there's at least like five BBC channels, but well, there's like BBC One, BBC Two, BBC Three, and BC Four. I think there's another one. BBC too. America. That they don't show that one in Britain. BBC Canada. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, BBC Virgin Islands. Anyway. So we watched Channel 4's Big Fat Quiz of the Year, which is basically a panel game 
show, which I was going to do a whole episode on panel shows. We were going to do a whole episode on panel shows, but I thought this was an easier way to like sort of ease Jason into it. Because I don't know what's a panel show even, (laughs) and what are they, Kelsey? So a panel show is basically a game show format, except all of the contestants are generally comedians or public figures, which... um, doesn't seem that hard to grasp, but it's a very popular format in the UK. Um, and usually the, the all the questions are based around some sort of topic. Um, so there's like, you know, uh, one I watch, Air of Ten Cats, is about surveys. And um, there's some that are about sports. And there's some that are about, um, like, quotations. Um, Richard Iwadi was on one that was just all about quotations. And it was really great. Because <laughs> Richard Iwadi. Now, um, you say it's a game show. Mm-hmm. How much money are they competing for? No money. I'm sorry, what? No money. So it's a game show. It's a game show in that there are With points, no stakes. But there are no stakes, and basically the format is very loose so as to allow the comedians to just sort of riff. But if there's no money, why are they there? To make people laugh, Jason. But if there's no money, couldn't they just walk get up and walk off stage well i assume that the comedians are being paid for their appearance so there is money i would assume so yes and whoever is the funniest gets the most money no Mm, you had me for a second there (laughs) okay should i continue uh yes please panel a panel show basically there there are questions there are teams there are arbitrary points um but really the whole idea is just to sort of let comedians riff on whatever the topic at hand maybe. And then Big Fat Quiz of the Year is a once a year um, sort of pub quiz style panel game that goes over like the events of the year. So it's two hours or, uh, you know, without commercials, an hour and 40 minutes. And the rules are made up and the points don't matter? Basically, yeah. So it's kind of like cricket. Sure. Oh! <laughs> oh, you burnt. You burnt, cricket. I'm sorry, go on. Um, that was inappropriate. Yeah, so, and it, like, you know, all the questions are based on events of the past year. So every every year on, some sometime the week between Christmas and New Year's Eve, Steph and I watch it. Um, it usually comes out the day after Christmas or Christmas night. How many years have you been watching it for? Um, we started watching in 2012, which was, um, I have to preface that this, I only showed Jason won, and it was 2012. I mean, they're uh, they were 100 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't have shown me that many more in no, one night. No. We started watching in 2012, um, which was the first year we moved here. First year we lived here. So we've been watching it since we lived in New York. So yeah, it's basically just a game show where there's not really any stakes, but it's funny. It's kind of like a game show with no game. Sort of, yeah. It's just the banter. Just the banter, but it's the good parts. Yeah, it's all the good parts of a game mm-hmm. show with celebrities. Mm-hmm. Only these are celebrities whose whole job is to be funny. Yeah. I always say that a panel show is what At Midnight wants to be, but what America won't Ooh, let it be. <laughs> dang. Take it. Take that, Chris. Take that, Chris Hardwick. Take that, Hardwick. I mean, I, I love that you're trying to do it, but I assume America won't let you and someone has to win because we're America. So yeah, uh, that's what it is, you know, in a simple Form. And so we just do that to, you know, laugh at what happened during the year, and hopefully this year it'll make it a lot easier to process 2016. Yeah, boy, uh, shit's not that funny this year, huh? Because oh. they're gonna be a whole category of list five people that died this year. Hmm. Oh, it's gonna suck. 
I mean, but this is all British comedians, though. It's mostly British comedians. And as comedians. we know, Britain had a great year. Yeah, totally. They, they're doing fine. Totally fine. The year we watched was 2012, and um, our panelists were... Uh, yeah, do you, I'm going to say. Why are you no, go on. You, you, you say, like, our panelists as if we hosted the show. We totally did. Um, oh, my God, that was us. <laughs> that was us. You're going to perfect your Jimmy Carr laugh. You look so much like Jimmy Carr. Ha, 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 ha. That's Jimmy Carr is the host. Is, he, is Jimmy Carr the host every year? Jimmy Carr is the host every year. That yeah. man has the greatest laugh. <laughs> It's in, so good. In I love it. There's one year, I forget which one it is, where someone's like, is that your actual laugh? And there's a whole thing about it, and it's really funny. I want to surgically remove my own laugh and replace it with his. <laughs> Can so you good. learn a new laugh? I don't know. Can you? I mean, I guess that's the definition of an affectation, yeah. but it'd be worth it in this case. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't know, just Google Jimmy Carr laughing. <laughs> Something like that. It's that every time. Yeah. It's almost the same number of laughs every time, too. It's like six laughs and then, ah! <laughs> I identify with him as someone who has a very distinct laugh. It's a, well, yeah, yeah. Um, you were like the Jimmy Carr of our generation. I try. <laughs> um, so we you, have had, a, you have a great laugh. Thank you. We had uh, Jack Whitehall, uh, James Corden. Jack Whitehall, the plastic man. The plastic man, Jack Whitehall. James Corden, the man who has two governors. <laughs> the man who has two governors and a Tony. <laughs> um... <laughs> Russell Howard. Who is a white person. A white person, yes. Um, Jonathan Ross, uh, Richard Iowati, and Gabby Logan. I enjoyed when she and Richard Iowati sort of split their team. Yeah. So that she could give the correct intelligent answer and he could just make jokes. Yeah. So they would still win while also being the funniest team. Although seeing the Plastic Man and uh, and James Corden together in their matching uh, tuxes was pretty funny, too. <sighs> I, 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 that was a really funny year for jack whitehall i think he's gotten less funny but um <laughs> but he, he was he was, was so it's so fascinating for me to hear your opinions on jack whitehall yeah you have, this, you have this very complicated view on a person who i did not know existed before i met <laughs> you um i mean i think he's i think he's funny but like that's kind of when i discovered him as a person that year so i thought he was very funny that year and now i'm, I'm like well he Hasn't done that much new stuff, or I'm not keeping up with her. I found other people, you know. Um, but I love him and James Corden together, and that's because they basically just get drunk and make jokes. Yeah. <laughs> they order food at one point during the episode, mm-hmm. and they bring out a bottle of wine and drink the whole thing that between the great. two of them. It was great. And it's like, I, I've loved James Corden for a long time. He was in um, The History of Boys, which is a movie that I really enjoy. He was one of the boys. And he was one of the boys. And um, uh, he. From that, I, you know, watched him in Gavin and Stacey and, you know. He was of, Gavin. He was not Gavin nor Stacey. Oh. <laughs> I forget his character's name. He wasn't Gavin? No. Are you sure? I thought he was one of the leads. He is one of the leads. Gavin. <laughs> There's four leads. Are Gavin and Stacey not the leads of the show Gavin and Stacey? Is that they, what you're telling me right now? They are the, like. That is ridiculous. The plot leads, but, um. James Corden and Ruth Jones, who played their best respective best friends, are the comedy leads, I would say. Ah. Yeah. So I sort of noticed, and I got this impression from uh, hearing you sort of explain some of the references I, that I didn't get. Mm-hmm. I get the impression that a lot of your understanding of British culture comes from just watching a lot of panel shows like this one. That's true. Okay. <laughs> That's very true. I don't like watch the British news. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, I mean, some stuff like is big enough that you hear about it, but um, some stuff you just gotta watch on the panel shows and then Google. Yeah, Google, you or you like you hear a joke about it on enough different panel shows that you've put it together. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part. Yeah. That sort of implies that you might have like a sort of uh, like weirdly a, skewed view. Yeah, of like, like a quote work, like cross stitched Frankenstein's monster version of the news from Britain. Yeah. I think it's probably pretty accurate. So you sort of know what some of the cultural figures are, but not really? Not really. It's like that um, story about the, the men describing an elephant. It's like... Are you with their eyes closed? Um, yeah, is that a thing? Am I, am I making that up? No, like they're... Do I sound crazy right now? No, they're blindfolded and they're touching different parts of an elephant. I, and someone says it's like a rope and it's the trunk and it's like a... I yeah, know what you're talking yeah, about. only they're all you. <laughs> and the elephant is the cultural status of the united kingdom okay <laughs> sorry the formerly united kingdom they're still the united kingdom are they though yeah scotland didn't leave they didn't go solo <laughs> they didn't go solo so now it's just it's just the two of them no because wales is still there too as is northern ireland i thought they were leaving northern ireland's leaving but i thought britain was leaving britain's leaving the eu didn't wasn't there a split between who was leaving and who was staying Oh, maybe Scotland was trying to stay. I don't know. Scotland didn't want didn't want to leave. I know that. But if Scotland stayed and Britain left, I think they would still. Cause okay, cause Great Britain is England, Scotland, and Wales. This is definitely the podcast to be talking about this on. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> but I, mean, I, mean, I guess I'm too ignorant. And we, if I'm gonna learn, it's gotta be now. So let me hear it. Great Britain is England, Scotland, and Wales. What? The United Kingdom. <laughs> Hold on. So I'm hearing that Wales is a country? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the United Kingdom is Great Britain, plus I believe the Isle of Man and Northern Ireland. And then England is just England. <laughs> so, wait, so Wales is not part of the UK? No, Wales is part of the UK. Along with the Isle of Man? Along with the Isle of Man. And Northern Ireland? And Northern Ireland. Boy, Northern Ireland is part of the UK, but Southern Ireland is not? That sounds like it must get kind of complicated in Ireland. Well, just the Republic of Ireland is not part of the UK. It's its own country. Have there been any, like, complications about that? (laughs) No. Okay, cool. (laughs) Anyway, back to the show. (laughs) And we're back. So adjacent. (laughs) So now I know what the the UK is. Um, What did you think? Of the uh, Crackles of the Year. I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a bunch of comedians who are all just uh, giving a chance to riff on stuff in a, in a somewhat structured format. And it's I can see how it'd be a fun yearly tradition. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I noticed that, um, this sort of jumped out at me for a little bit, is that when there was a joke about Lonesome George or the 100-year-old tortoise who had died. They made a joke about his appearance. Yeah. And they showed a picture of the tortoise. And when Jimmy Carr made that joke and they showed the picture of the tortoise, you made a very sad sound. Like you were upset on the tortoise's behalf. Yeah. That they were making fun of his appearance. I was. He's a, to- he's a tortoise. He's a tortoise. He's a lonely tortoise. He's a dead Well, he's dead tortoise. now. <laughs> he's not lonely anymore. He's in heaven. Aww. With the... Was there a TV show about a turtle on, on Nick Jr.? Yes. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, there he was. Wore like a baseball cap? A red one. Yes. Or am I just thinking about Arthur? No. Oh, there was definitely one about a turtle. 
Or we're just like mind melding right now and oh making no. shit up. Oh no, it's gone. We've gone too far. Same. Same. I think there was. I think there was a show about a turtle. That 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 is, by the way, the like doomsday end game scenario for this podcast. Is you and I <laughs> become like a uh, like like a, like a folly you do and begin yeah. like become and join a shared delusion. Oh no. Like in Bug. Oh no. Oh no, it's gonna be like Bug. Um, one thing I found interesting is because. I knew that you, on some level, liked Richard Iwadi because we had, um, we had watched the IT Crowd and Garth Marenghi's Dark Place together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love him as an actor and as a director. And you Sub- talked to Submarine me about Submarine. Submarine is great. Submarine is fantastic. Seen. It's good. Um, Check it out. And there was a really funny bit in the 2010 one when, because um, he had just made Submarine and he's on a team with Noel Fielding. They were talking about the movie... And someone's like, but there's no submarines in it. And one of the other panelists is like, are you afraid that um, people will go wanting to see a submarine and be upset? And he's like, I'm afraid that no one's going to see it, regardless of their thoughts on naval policy. <laughs> <laughs> and no fielding goes, that's why I'm on Richard's team, because he ends punchlines with naval policy. <laughs> Which I felt was like really a dis- descriptive of Richard Iwani's style of humor. <laughs> um, sounds funny. So I like I know that you, I knew that you liked him, but I didn't realize until recently that you had never seen him just as himself. Nope. Which I would argue that he's even playing kind of a character when he's appearing on these. But oh, he certainly has a persona. Yeah, but he's not, but he's not a character. He's not acting yes. necessarily. And he's um, very funny. He's very funny, and he's so like acerbic. Yes. And like kind of mean, <laughs> but in the most hilarious way. His persona is sort of detached and, like you said, acerbic and a little bit dismissive and detached. But all in good fun. Yeah. Because everyone knows him. They know he's not really a dick. Yeah. <laughs> or is he? Ooh. He's actually a huge dick. What if that's not a persona? Oh, no. He's just really mean. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, he's, he's probably pretty nice. Yeah. He seems like a nice dude. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very funny. Okay. Like I said, I got, it's, it's a bit long. It's a bit long. But I like that it's long. But for a yearly yeah. tradition, I think it's probably about the right length. Yeah. It's it's wild to me to think that, and this is probably a thought I should be saving for our episode about uh, um, panel shows. Mm-hmm. But it's it's crazy to me to think that this, this is just some people's whole job. To just like be funny, or like that's how they're known. Like yeah, they have other things they do, but they're known for also. Oh, he's also on the panel shows. Well, most most of these, I feel like the comedy scene in the UK must be so different. Or like it's easier to become known because of this like panel show vehicle. Yeah, it's a whole different... Because all these people have... They have their hour. They have their stand-up hour. They have... Like, a lot of them are on... Um, well, it's like, you know, Richard Iwati's on was on multiple... He's, he's director. He's been an actor on multiple shows and stuff. I don't think he does stand-up, but... Um, By the way, if anyone listening has not seen Garth Marenghi's Dark Place... God do it. Recommendation right now. Right, <laughs> so off, the, right off the top. It's on CISO, if you have CISO. Yes, it's very funny. Um, I'm sorry. I just had to get that out there. Oh, I, was just, so I was just thinking about how funny he is in Dark Place, and it's... Um, and, and then, like, you know, most of them are, are stand-ups as well, or hosts of their own panel shows, or also actors, like, Jack Whitehall has the stand-up and is also on, at one point was on two different shows where he was acting, and then on a, another panel show where he was a, like, weekly panelist. Wow. Like, because most of the panel shows have, like, team captains, who are there every week, and then they switch out the two or one person who's with them. Um, 
So they have like a sort of set cast and guests. Um, yeah, there was like in 2012, he was doing a lot of shit, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably why he was king of comedy that year. And then, you know, like James Corden, who's an actor and, and um, a host and doing a lot of stuff. Um, Russell Howard, who was on this one, who I really like as well. I've seen him do stand up uh, twice now and I'm seeing him again, again in May. Um, and he also has a show on BBC where he, it's basically a stand-up show where he just covers weird news stories. <laughs> um, yeah, so they all have, like, other jobs, but there seems to be this, like, um, like, this, this niche for comedy that I'm not sure we have in the U.S. Yeah, I'm trying to picture what a U.S. version of a panel show would look like. Mm-hmm. And it's not that it, it's hard to do because panel shows aren't just like there's not one panel show in the UK. Yeah. There's a whole genre of, of mm-hmm. these type of shows. Yeah. And there's just not really a space for that in the U.S. comedy world, from mm-hmm. the, the way I can picture it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 kind of oh, it's kind of hurt my brain a little bit mm-hmm. to try to try to try to make that happen. Because it, it's kind of like they've tried to do stuff like that, like with um, wait wait don't tell me is kind of that is a panel game. Um, yeah, 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 but that's a very niche audience. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not on national television no. by any means. Um, this would be like if NBC had a weekly show of just comedians riffing, riffing on curve riffing events, on basically. Yeah, which is not like it's not so far out of the realm of possibility that you can't picture it. Yeah, but it would be a whole different mm-hmm. thing. But TV in the UK is so different from yeah. Well, it's different enough to be weird. You can say anything on TV in the UK after, after, 9, after 9 p.m. You can say anything. You can say anything. It's, ama- it's, it's amazing. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> is it after 9 p.m. now in the UK? Can yeah, we, it's we, way after 9 Can like, we say this thing? Can well, we s- no, it's before because it's like 6 a.m. there. Darn it. <laughs> Shoot. I wanted, to, I wanted to do a curse. Oh, well. I, well, I mean, this do, is our podcast. We can do it. We can swear we as much as we want. Yeah. Heck. <laughs> do you have any swears you want to do before no. we sign off? I'm good. You good on swears? I'm good on swears. Are we signing off now? No, just in general. Like, okay. Between now and then, <laughs> if you want to think of any swears you can yeah. do. I think, I think it's so hard to imagine in the U.S. because we get so attached to people and things and, 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 and like... Yeah, man. Like, when, when a late night host gets... Yeah. Replaced, it's like such a big deal. Um, whereas, like, the two team captains on the 8 out of 10 cats just got replaced this season. And, like, Katie and I were talking about, it, like, we're going to miss John Richardson, who is one of the old ones, but the new ones are so great and we're so excited about them that it's okay. And no one's like, it's not a it's not a big deal. Do you think there's something there to the idea that in the UK comedy scene on shows, on panel shows, it's more about the jokes and the, the person delivering them is not interchangeable but it's it's different all the time mm-hmm. so when a new one comes in it's not a big deal between and comparing that with like um you know US talk shows mm-hmm. the the personality that is built up around these these hosts is so extreme that when someone leaves or quits or whatever mm-hmm. it's a huge thing well and the thing it's like you know it, it shifts our whole comedy landscape cuz ours is so much more static than theirs is yeah it's you know it's Late Night with Jim Fallon, it's The Late Late Show with James Corden, it's, the name is in the title of the show, yeah. where it's not, like, it's not, you know, 8 out of 10 Cats with Jimmy Carr, like, 
Joseph and Katz and Jimmy Carr is going to be there because he hosted yeah. and he has always hosted it. But like the host of like Nevermind the Buzzcocks has changed multiple times. I mean, it was Simon himself for a really long time, but then like they had a bunch of guest hosts. I don't know if they ever found a new host, but um. But the format is not based around the host, though. No. Whereas the only version of, and I know they have talk shows in the UK as well, but yeah. the only version of late night comedy we have really in the US is based around a host. Yeah. And it's always eight dudes and maybe one woman if we're lucky. Yeah. And so when one of those people changes, it's a big deal. Whereas yeah. in this in the UK for panel shows, it's, it's mm-hmm. such a constant rotation of talent on a weekly basis even that a new host is not a big deal. Yeah. And they call them chat shows. Chat like, shows. Like the, the late night like host shows, like the Jonathan Ross show or the Graham Norton show. It's a show. chat show. It's a chat show. So it's kind of like the way they say maths math. instead of math. Or sport. Or sport instead of sports. Huh. Or... Um, Kinnaman. Or Kinnaman. <laughs> or, or do a shit. Do a shit. Just instead do of a take shit. a shit. Do a shit. Is that what it is? It's, it's do a shit, right? That's what, that's what Russell Howard said. That's Russell in, in this, in I this. feel like that's, a, that, that's fitting with the vernacular at large. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So it's just a it, it's it's wrong. It's yeah. It's a, it's a very like weird spelling f- color with a U. It's chat a, show is a wrong term. It's a very weird format. The panel show format and even like the chat show format because like they'll do which what I appreciate James Corden does on his show is he has all his guests on at the same time and they all talk to each other and that's how most of the chat shows in the US oh. in the UK are. But you know who else does that though is Bill Maher. Really? And he's the worst. I don't watch him. But oh, it's 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 all it's terrible to watch. Um, but like Bill Maher seems like a sleazy sleazy douchebag, and James Corden is like a lovable teddy bear. <laughs> exactly, because of his personality. Yeah. Not because of his physical stature. Yeah. Yeah, because of his personality. He has a teddy bear soul. He does. Um. James Corden is a child's toy brought to life. Oh. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's kind of sad, right? <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a Velveteen Rabbit type thing. Um, but yeah, I think I just like I really appreciate this that this comedy in this form and like you know all these comedians sort of riffing off each other. And once I found that that was like a thing that existed in the world, I just like went into it cool. deep. You yeah, know? I get it because you can go pretty deep. Yeah, they've been on forever. There's yeah. like there's such a back catalog, and most of them are on YouTube. Here in the U.S., not in the U.K. Well, this has been a great episode about panel shows. Yeah, and some other stuff. I Yeah, right? I hardly remember what that other stuff was. It's, it's so far in the past now. Stephen Colbert. What? Stephen Colbert. Did he have a panel show? He could. Oh, it's the holiday season. It's the holiday season. So whoop-dee-doo and dickery-dock. Don't forget to hang up your sock. Just exactly. At 12 o'clock, o'clock you'll, you'll be coming, coming down, down the chimney down. down. So instead of our usual format where we each recommend something to the other person okay. that is related to the theme of the uh, the day, mm-hmm. uh, we instead are going to do a holiday-themed closer where I'm going to say the one thing I want for Christmas most of all. Oh, God. And you're going to name eight things. Okay. <laughs> and you go first. Oh, no. No, just good. Just, just off the top of your head, what do you um, want? I want some new sheets. One. I also would like a race. Two. Um. I want to. Oh. 
I want some of that good, good mattress money. <laughs> um, three? Three? <laughs> I don't know. This is really hard. Come on, four. Give us four. That's not even half. <laughs> oh, I want to go see Rogue One. I also want to go see La La Land. I don't know if that counts as three, four and five. I'll give you five. Four. I'll give you five. That's good. Um, give us three more. I would like it to snow, but the pretty kind of snow that doesn't ruin my life. Yeah. In, oh, hey. In the, that's, that's, that's the thing. That's the name of the show. That's the name of the show. Um, ruin my life in, in the actual literal way and not the uh, the ironic way. Um, that's six? That's six. I would like for... Can you do yours and then come no, back to me? No, you gotta give, give me two more. Oh, two more Hanukkah wishes. I'd like for the upcoming season of The 100 to not be bad. <laughs> That's a big one. It's a big one. I don't know if Santa can do that I, one. I don't know. It's already made, so hopefully <laughs> it won't be bad. Um, and I would also like to... So close. We're almost there. Somehow, um, start to enjoy seven and sevens. That's a seven and seven, which is mm-hmm. Seagram's seven whiskey and mm-hmm. seven up. Yes, that's correct. Interesting. For no particular reason. Yeah, that that's uh, seems like a thing is be discussed uh, <laughs> next time. Next time. Yeah, that's fun. That's like a little tease for the mm-hmm. next episode. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's a little like a. I wanted to start doing cliffhangers. And we're getting into it now. Oh, okay, cool. So stay tuned for so next episode. So what's your one thing? I did eight things. Oh, what do I want for Christmas? Yeah. Uh, peace on Earth and goodwill towards men. That's two things. Fuck. <laughs> I want that too, but I want all those other things I listed as well. I'm you're not going to get any of those things you're, I you're, you're already named eight things. You're, you're out of wishes. Mm. You canceled your first one out with your second one, so whatever. <laughs> Are you excited about Christmas? I am. I feel good. We have a tree in the apartment this it's year. It's beautiful. It's amazing how much a tree goes towards making it feel like the holiday season. Right? We've even decorated. Damn. Good thing Claire usually decorates and she's been so busy. I know. It's a good thing you're over here most of the time anyway. Yeah. Where it's not super Christmassy. Super festive, but there's a tree. Oh, we should have, we should have gotten a uh, a menorah. I have one. I don't Hanukkah's know. super late this year, so. But I want you to feel like there's there's I guess we could have it when we get back after Christmas and it'll still be Hanukkah it'll still anyway. Be Hanukkah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just want you to feel Thanks. religiously comfortable in this apartment. I do. Thank you. Okay, good. So well, I I do right now. I did not on Friday when we were watching Saving Christmas. That's on me. Yeah. That's on me. Mm-hmm. Um I guess that's about it. That's about it. So from uh you know, if this comes out on time, which it will. Which it will. Today is the twenty third. Yeah. So two days until Christmas. One day until Hanukkah. That's right. And I hope whatever you celebrate, or if you celebrate nothing, like, whatever, mm-hmm. it's cool. We're all people. Enjoy your day off. Enjoy, yeah, hopefully you get a day off. Hopefully you get a day off. Uh, just enjoy your day off. But whatever you do... Uh, uh, or get that get that overtime pay. Uh, that ooh, time yeah. and a half. Well, money's good, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if you're working, enjoy that. Yeah. Enjoy that time and a half. Mm-hmm. Hope you get time and a half. And if you don't, strive. Go on strike. Special thanks to Carly Sussman for our wonderful logo. Thanks, Carly. Thank you, Carly. Special thanks to Danny Abowd of the Weeping Willards for our theme song, Outside in the Rain, from the Weeping Willards' self-titled album. 
you can download it on Bandcamp. It's great. Buy a Christmas present for yourself. Or a Hanukkah present. One track per day. Or a for fuck eight it, days. I'm great present. Or or a winter solstice present. Saturnalia. You. Anyway, um See you in the new from, year. From both us here at I'm trying to do a thing, Kelsey. Oh sorry. From both us here at from the whole Ruin My Life family. A happy holiday to you and yours. I was going to say our sign-off, but I remember we don't actually have one. <laughs> Maybe we can just say happy holidays at the end of every episode from now on. <laughs> happy holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, I'm Jason Edwards. I'm not Jason I'm- <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Kelsey Goldman. I only slept for like three hours last night, and it's like <laughs> one in the morning. I'm not even drunk. Merry Christmas. I mean, happy Hanukkah. I'm Kelsey Goldman. (laughs) They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up. Can't let them get to me. And even though I always fuck my life up, only I can mention me. They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up. Can't let them get to me. And even though I always fuck my life up, only I can mention me. Only I can mention me. Only I can mention me. Yeah, smart thinking. Sarah's a really smart one. Is it recording now? She's the best of us. Oh, it is recording now. I forgot I had to record. So, so, So your intro obviously is to be like, Hey, it's another Christmas podcast. Hey, are you ready for your not royalty earning Christmas podcast? Yeah, it obviously has to be that. It's a holiday podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. It's it's the holiday season. So you do in Dickory Dock. Don't forget your friends who are Jewish. (laughs) Say the whole word. (laughs) Jewy. Good night. Love you too. Good night. We'll try to be quiet. Oh, those quiet little, like little, like two little church mices. The fan camp is out Okay. Then we won't be quiet. We'll be loud, okay. and I'll punch the floor. Can I plug in, please. Are we good? Oh yeah, yeah. We had a good level of. Yeah. Please don't touch the floor. I'm gonna <laughs> punch the floor.